Hey friends, welcome to the Meaningful Conversations podcast, a new segment we have added to the A Woman Is platform. Here we focus on all things healing, strengthening, empowering, and normalizing mental health conversations. I'm your host, Crystal Thomas, the CEO and founder of A Woman Is. To learn more about the organization, visit the website at www.awomanis.org. Hey friends, welcome back to the Meaningful Conversations podcast. Today, we're talking about mental health with Dr. Zoe Shaw. Dr. Shaw is a licensed psychotherapist in the state of California. She is a motivational speaker, she's a radio show host, life coach, and a fitness fanatic. She happens to be a mom to five and a wife. Dr. Shaw finds her passion with helping women who struggle in difficult relationships. She will be joining us today to have a meaningful conversation on mental health. Dr. Shaw, we are so happy to have you. Um, I'm so excited to chat with you today about such an important topic, mental health. So to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I've been a licensed therapist for 20 years now. I was saying wow. 15 years for a while and I realized a lot of years went by. Um, so yeah, so for about 20 years, I've been a licensed psychotherapist. I've been a life and relationship coach for about five years Obviously, it's all integrated, um, but I did kind of jump off the couch maybe about five or six years ago, and I do a lot of work virtually with women. COVID kind of, you know, accelerated that for a lot of therapists, yes. but I started even before then um, and moved a little into relationship uh, work. I'm a mom of five. I'm a wife. Wow. and. I'm a thrill seeker um, and I just love helping women find strength in difficult relationships, including that one with themselves. Wow. Awesome. Wow. You have a lot going on. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do it with just one child and you're doing it with five. Wow. Congratulations. Um, so I did hear you mention something about um, your life coach and your psychotherapist. Um, what brought you to the um, business? What made you want to get into it? That's a great question. I, you know, I think my mom probably influenced me a lot. I, she was, she majored in psychology in school and my mom had me very young. And I remember going to college with her and sitting in classes with her. Not oh, that awesome. Understanding anything, but I feel like maybe it was just kind of percolating. <laughs> and I've always wanted to, to be a therapist. Um, wow. I was one of those people who liked people watch. I always wondered why is someone doing that? I've always been curious about the workings of mind um, and relationships. So I've always wanted to do it. Wow. Awesome. Wow. That's cool. Getting to go to school with your mother. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> Um, so as you know, a woman is, um, we strive to empower, um, young black girls and women who suffer from trauma, mainly mental health issues pertaining to mental health. Um, so in your words, in your own definition, can you tell us what mental health means to you? Oh, you know, it means being able to 
work through your dysfunction. It means being able to know yourself well enough to understand your deficits. Absolutely. Strengths. And Mm -hmm. it means on some level resilience and learning how to work through and walk through difficult places in your life and find a place of comfort. Yes, I agree. Definitely. That's true. Um, I think that a lot of times, um, it's hard for us to find that place of comfort, especially when we're, we're dealing with things like stress and depression. Um, Especially those things, I think, tend to like, kind of stray away from mental health, people seem to think that they don't fall into that mental health category. Um, But oftentimes, when we do stress out, it does lead to depression, um, which leads to other things. So do you think that stress and depression falls into the mental health category? 100%. I don't know how it couldn't. Um, Anything that deals with our psyche, the way our mind and brain Mm -hmm. works is going to fall into the mental health category. Mental health is really just about health in our mind, emotion, spirit, soul, right? Then we Mm -hmm. have the whole rest of our body from here down, and that's physical health. And mental health and physical health are intertwined. Our our mind is is part of our physical body. Right. Of course, you know, depression, anxiety, um, grief, even, which is not necessarily a clinical diagnosis. Right. um, Also, it's all part of, of mental health. And, you know, when we talk about mental health and what you want to strive for. I think Mm -hmm. it's really important for people to understand that what we're not striving for is happiness. What we're not striving for is this constant state of joy. We are striving for a place of peace. And that's why I Mm -hmm. use the word comfort. Um, Because sometimes, especially when people start to feel depressed, they Mm -hmm. are judging themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're seeking something to make them happy. Right. Really no, you need to seek an ability to comfort yourself and find mm-hmm. peace. Yes, that's that's definitely um, a true statement. I think that um, for me personally, when I was dealing with my challenges, I was judging myself. Um, it was hard for me to find that place of comfort, um, especially dealing with an abusive relationship. For instance, um, you kind of look down on yourself like, what is it about me? What am I doing wrong? Um, And it was hard for me to get to that point um, that you just said, not only looking for happiness, but looking for a place of comfort and peace. Um, So that definitely resonates with me. Um, I 100% agree. Um, Do you have any suggestions on ways that we can better cope with stress and depression? Yeah, I do. I think the first thing that we need to understand is how powerful our words are not just the words we speak, those are powerful too, but the words that we speak internally Mm -hmm. to ourselves, sometimes externally, Um, because those words drive our mood, they drive our behavior, and they essentially create our life. And what happens is we develop these words, this way of speaking to ourselves very early in life. Mm -hmm. And often it's a result of things that are said to us, of experiences that we had, And sometimes we think when we move on from something that maybe is traumatic, when we move on from a toxic relationship that we've left that relationship, Right. what we sometimes do is we bring all of those words with us. We bring the person's voice and we begin to just say it to ourselves. 
And so the very first thing that any woman needs to do if she's struggling with depression, anxiety, if she's recognizing that she's not feeling a sense of ease in her body and her mind is to start to understand what she's saying to herself. Mm -hmm. She needs to get her self-talk really, well, in control. But before we even talk about controlling it, we need to understand what it is. You right. need to understand what are you saying to yourself and where did it come from? Whose words mm-hmm. are those? And then start to work on changing the words and the dialogue that we're having with ourselves. It's not easy. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even notice. So I ask women to really take a log of all the things you said to yourself this week when you yeah. were feeling frustrated, angry, sad, um, jealous, you know, all the feelings. Mm-hmm write down the things that you are saying to yourself. And sometimes it takes a while for people to identify it. True. Very true. Um, If I can piggyback, um, I think another thing that we tend to do as well is if we get into a new relationship after leaving such a traumatic relationship, we hold our partner accountable for what happened in the past. Um, And that's really a hard one for a lot of people, I think, if you agree. Well, I completely agree. And that mm-hmm. all goes back to what you're telling yourself. So mm-hmm. if you have this negative experience, you develop this story about who men are, what men mm-hmm. do, what they think. And so then you're seeing the world through this lens of the story you're telling yourself. And then you're projecting it onto your partner instead of recognizing, instead of paying attention to what you're saying to yourself and saying, okay, right. that happened with that person. That mm-hmm. person isn't everyone. Right. right. But it goes back to talking to yourself and recognizing mm-hmm. what you're saying. Absolutely. Very true. Um, so um, I know we just talked about depression and stress, but what are you finding are reasons for women dealing with mental illnesses today? What are some reasons you think is happening? Um, well, you know, the it's different for everyone because mm-hmm. we have so mental illness, just like any kind of physical illness has a lot of, of different foundational beginnings, right? So there's chemical, right? We can Mm -hmm. have genetic uh, dispositions for things like schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, those Mm -hmm. can be genetically loaded. Now, what we have found in identical twin studies is Mm -hmm. that even if you are genetically loaded for a mental illness, generally there needs to be an environmental trigger, right? Okay. So it's sometimes it's a combo of you're highly genetically loaded and you have an environmental trigger. Sometimes none of that exists. And then we're Mm -hmm. looking at simply environmental lifestyle type things that can create a depression or a trauma, something that happens in your, in your environment Mm -hmm. that can create that. So I, it's, it's hard because we want to be careful not to say to everyone, well, your depression is because of this thing that happened to you. And the reality is, well, no, maybe you really have um, a difficulty with serotonin reuptake. And, you know, that's something that's going on with you. And that's a genetic um, uh, chemical issue. Mm -hmm. So it happens for a number of reasons. And I don't think we can just say one thing, you know, personality uh, disorders are developed early in life. They're formed and complete usually by age 15. What we know about personality disorders is that there can be a slight genetic loading for that, but it's really more environmental. It's a, about the family that you're raised in. Right. Um, you know, and then life events like divorce, mm-hmm. single motherhood, yes. traumas, yes. Um, stress, right? Mm-hmm. Overwhelm, mm-hmm. burnout, anger, 
uh, grief. It's such a long list. (laughs) Yes, can trigger trigger depression and anxiety. And sometimes it's almost psychosis. Wow. So um, family and friends are often close to us. They're in our our most inner circle. Um, And sometimes we go through these things of depression, stress, anxiety, and other mental illnesses, but our family don't see it. So um, why do you think that's happening? Why are family members and friends annoying? I'm not annoying, I'm sorry. Um, Kind of like ignoring what's going on. You know, denial. So Mm -hmm. sometimes, especially in certain families, especially in African-American families, there's this idea that mental health isn't, um, I should say mental disorders isn't a real thing. Yeah, we're making it up, mm-hmm. that, you know, um, we just need to be stronger and not be weak. And exactly, which it's so sad, you know, because we will ascribe to other kinds of disorders, diabetes, a broken leg, you know, heart disease. Exactly. Somehow, this part of our body has no illness ever. But from here down, we can. Mm-hmm. So there is that idea that can sometimes run um, in some cultures. Yes, and that's a really um, difficult uh, lens, right? Mm-hmm. To fight against, but we have to recognize it's there. And so that's why people aren't going to recognize it if they've already decided it doesn't exist. The other is maybe denial, fear mm-hmm. that I don't know what to do. I'm seeing these symptoms and it's easier for me if I just put my head in the sand and pretend like it's not going to happen and maybe it'll go away. Right. And then the other one is... Um, really a lack of understanding and sometimes there's the idea or understanding that when we're with someone there's often slow changes Mm -hmm. so if you see somebody and you're friends with them and then you see them a month later and they are very different you're going to say oh wait what's wrong with you are you okay right you see someone every single day and Mm -hmm. slowly slipping into a depression yeah. Because of the familiarity, sometimes it's hard to see it. We get used to that, how that person becomes slowly. Um, so there are a number of different reasons why friends and family sometimes don't see it. Wow. Yes. Um, and that's true. What you said, a lot of people um, tend to ignore um, mental health disorders. Um, they tend to overlook them. They tend to push them aside. And I noticed that um with a lot of women, mostly black women, uh, we were built on the muscle of being strong all the time and overlooking some of our, our illnesses because we don't want to believe that we have them. So I think that um, with family and friends, it's important for them to be more active and pay more attention um, and be more understanding of the mental illnesses that are taking place because they do lead to bigger issues, Uh, sometimes death, sometimes suicidal thoughts. So what could you suggest to family and friends um, as far as being more aware with people who are dealing with mental illnesses? Yeah, you know, before we talk about family and friends, I want to go back to a woman who might be listening to this because family and friends need to see things and Mm -hmm. it's helpful if they are supportive and if they take action. Mm-hmm. Also, we have to value ourselves enough to be yeah. willing to stand up for ourselves, to be willing to advocate for ourselves, to be willing to mm-hmm. take the time to the doctor, 
to be willing mm-hmm. to say, okay, something's not right with me. I don't need somebody else to see mm-hmm. it. This is not about me being strong or weak. This is about me caring for myself and getting the help I need, regardless of whether anybody else supports me or sees right. it or believes it. So that's the first thing I want to say to someone listening. Don't wait for somebody else to validate you. Mm-hmm. You can validate yourself. You can right. believe and know what's going on. So that's first. Exactly. Do it for yourself. (laughs) Yes. yes. Um, Second is for family members, for us as people who have family and friends, if Mm -hmm. you see something speak up, Mm -hmm. you know, there uh, I've all, another thing is fear. So especially when it comes to depression and suicide, suicide Mm -hmm. is so scary for so many family members. Mm -hmm. And if we see that someone is depressed, I've heard so many people say, well, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to mention suicide because I'll give them this idea and then maybe they'll mm. kill themselves. Oh my gosh. And I always say that's the exact opposite. Actually, when you talk and say something to somebody, if you ask them, have you thought of killing yourself? Are mm-hmm. you thinking of killing yourself? It actually creates this space for someone who is holding everything in. Right. To now process and think and talk. And Mm -hmm. even if they say no, you've given them some type of human connection and you are actually making it better. Right. You, you will never give somebody an idea of killing themselves and make it happen just because you ask the question. So it's not dangerous to ask. It's not dangerous to point out a depression that you see that's going on. It's Mm -hmm. okay to say, I see something different in you. Are you okay? And that's all you have to say. And then Mm -hmm. you can encourage someone to get help. You don't have to be the therapist. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to do anything beyond just saying I'm here. Right. Help you get some help. Mm -hmm. Resources. Yeah, definitely. Um, So why do you think that um, I I heard that you said a lot of women or a lot of people in general are afraid to get help? Why, Why do you think they are afraid to get help? Well, some people are taught that therapists or people in the um, mental health community are manipulating, that they're going to put you on medication, that mm-hmm. they're going to convince <laughs> you of something that doesn't exist, that they're going to brainwash you. Um, sometimes it's a factor of money. Um, mm-hmm. They don't feel that they can afford any type of mental health treatment. Um, it really depends on what you've been taught about the value of talk therapy about the value of maybe some medication if you need it and that's that's going to influence whether you're going to seek help or not and then just sometimes it's scary to talk about yourself you know if you have a cut on your arm it's okay yes. oh, hey doc you have a cut on my arm. there's no shame in that in right society in our culture but mm-hmm. sometimes there's shame embedded in something being wrong or off with you mm-hmm. you know terms of your mental health and so sometimes it's just shame and I don't want to talk to somebody and tell them what's going on with me they might think that I'm crazy or weird or worse maybe they can't even help me and then there's no help for me so many different things that we might be saying to ourselves that prevent us from just going in sitting down and getting the help that we need and as a therapist for women listening out there I've been doing this for 20 years and I tell pretty much everybody that comes in my office number one you cannot tell me anything I've never, I haven't heard before. <laughs> I've heard it all. There is nothing new under the sun. We feel like our issues are so unique. We feel right. like this is <laughs> anybody else. But 
actually it is. I, I just had a session before we spoke and, you know, the client shared some deep issues that she's been going through mm -hmm. and I won't, I won't discuss them, but she felt like she was the only one. And she's like, have you ever dealt with this before? And I'm like every week, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, I know it feels like it's so monumental for you, but yeah. we humans, literally we've been on mm -hmm. this earth for, you know, so long and we all mm -hmm. go through the same, the thing. same things. Right. <laughs> and so I, I tell people that, and it's sometimes it's just refreshing to know, Oh, okay. I'm not weird that I have those thoughts. I'm not weird that I'm feeling this yeah. and a natural human response to this. The other thing that I tell clients is that all behavior makes sense in its context. Mm -hmm. I believe that so strongly because I know that if you can follow someone from birth mm -hmm. all the way to the moment they do something that might even be heinous, right? Mm -hmm. You would fully understand if you can under understand their internal and external world, why they made that choice. We right. humans do things for reasons that make sense, even if on the outside, it looks crazy. <laughs> and so our job is not to judge. My job is never to judge. And I don't because I understand the behavior makes sense. Mm -hmm. My job is to say, let's figure out. Right. Let's figure out why that makes sense. Let's figure mm -hmm. out how you got to that point. And if that's something you want to change, let's figure out how to change it. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I don't have judgment. And so hopefully that can help my clients feel comfortable saying the real things. Absolutely. Yes. Um, what the woman is, we are actually trying to incorporate um, free therapy sessions mm, for wonderful. women um, because we do understand that a lot of women are scared. Um, mm -hmm. They're not comfortable sometimes. And it's the cost of getting the help that is needed um, that deters them from speaking to a therapist. So we are working very hard to um, incorporate free therapy sessions to help women get the help that is needed. So um, any women out there listening, we are working to get this done so that we can no longer be afraid and we can get the help that is needed before it's too late. Um, so we spoke about why, you know, why are women afraid and why it's important to seek professional help. Can you please give us some things that will help um, better our strengths um, and help us to improve our self-worth? Hmm. Those are big questions. <laughs> um, you know, well, strength and self-worth, those are, are two different concepts. Um, you know, one of the things that helps us develop strength is doing hard things, but not just because we should if that makes sense, not just because, well, I'm strong, so I should be able to do this. So we have to temper doing hard things with grace. And we also have to ask ourselves, is this moving me forward in my goal in my life? Or am I doing this because I feel obligated, because I feel there's no other choice, because right. I'm stuck, right? Mm -hmm. um, so strength develops over time when we give ourselves grace and do the hard things. Mm -hmm. Self-worth. Hmm. You know, part of developing self-worth is learning yourself, is getting to know yourself. Absolutely. I talk about women in difficult relationships. And then I also talk about that sometimes difficult relationship with yourself mm -hmm. because everything starts with us. Right? Yes. Um, and so many women I find 
don't know themselves well. They don't invest in learning and knowing themselves just like they do all other relationships. But this relationship that you have with yourself is mm-hmm. the very important relationship in your life. Absolutely. That's the tone for all of your relationships, including your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because the way that we see the world, you know, the lens that we see things has to do with our relationship. So yeah. our job as a woman is to understand ourselves well. Our job mm-hmm. as a woman is to see you um, be curious about ourselves, to ask yourself, why did you do that? Why are you interested mm-hmm. in that? What are you interested in? What do you want to do? All the, all the things that we ask our best friends, our spouse, our kids, <laughs> yeah. right? We want to know them well. And so many women will say, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's true. They don't know themselves. How can you have self-worth if you don't even know who you are? So that is the first step. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so, you know, you can start that process by journaling. You mm. can start that process by learning to sit with yourself for five to 10 minutes a day and quiet and just sit with your thoughts and become comfortable with that. I ask women to take themselves on a date and learn to be comfortable with just engaging with themselves um, mm. sometimes women will say well I don't know what to put down when I journal what do I say when I journal and I'll say you know what start with asking yourself every day what is something that's causing me pain and what is something that I desire and usually you can mm-hmm. always come up with an answer because mm-hmm. that goes straight deep to who you yeah. are what you want your passions what's going on in your life exactly it's a way to start to get to know who you are Wow. Yes, that's very empowering. So women, if you're listening, she just gave you some very important tips on how to start your journey to knowing yourself better, loving yourself better, um, protecting that self-worth and, you know, loving who you are as an individual, which is really important. Um, So for our last question today, um, which is probably going to be one of the most important questions. How do you protect, protect your mental space? So I wrote a book called a year of self-care uh, daily skills and affirmations for caring for yourself um, daily. Something like that. I should know what the title of my book, is. <laughs> but um, you know, a lot of women have issues with self-care. And so when mm. you're talking about your space, like your, your space, that's mm-hmm. all I think about when I think about your space is that mm-hmm. that is you caring for yourself. That is you saying I'm important. And so what you can't do is go, okay, I really want to do something for myself or I want to care for myself and not put it on the calendar because mm-hmm. as women, we have work, we have sometimes kids, we have spouses, we have um, all these extracurricular things that we're doing in our life to take care of. And if you don't put yourself on the calendar, it will never, ever just open up and go, here you go. Here's your space. Right. I ask you to put it on the calendar. You have boundaries for yourself that say, I matter. I am important. I'm going to give myself this 10 minutes. I'm going to give myself this hour and I'm going to do the things that I know fill me up and keep me healthy. Mm. And when I, when I talk about self-care, a lot of women will think about, oh, a bubble bath, a massage, you know, <laughs> doing something that, that feels good to your body, which mm-hmm. is good. That's an aspect of self-care. Right. True self-care is 360. True self-care 
what I like to say is you be a good mother to yourself. Mm. Think about what a good mother does. A yes. Good mother makes you eat your vegetables. A good exactly. Makes you go to bed on time, <laughs> right? A good it's good care of you. It's caring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what self-care is. And sometimes we neglect ourselves mm. because we're doing all of these other things and we put other people first. And so what you have to do. I'm is guilty of that. We all are. We all are. Um, it's just becoming aware of it and putting that on the calendar. So you, the only way you can make the space is mm-hmm. by making the space as an appointment, just like you would any other appointment that you value. Mm. Wow. Powerful. Very powerful. Wow. That was really good. Um, so that was all of the questions that I had for you today. Um, mm-hmm. This was a very empowering and enlightening conversation that I think all of us needed to hear, including myself. Um, so before you go, can you please tell everybody how to find you, how to keep up with you? Yes, yes. Um, you can find me at most of the social handles at Dr. Zoe Shaw, D-R-Z-O-E-S-H-A-W. That's my website, drzoeshaw.com. Instagram is my place. That's my hangout. I love to be there. Um, but if you get on my mailing list, you can uh, get access to all the things that I'm doing. I have a podcast it's called Stronger in the Difficult Places. I have wow, a memoir okay. coming up soon as Ooh, well. Nice. Yes, we are. Uh, my agent and I are are, are just um, pitching it right now to publishers. So probably it'll be another year before it's out. Um, and then you can also get access to my uh, book, A Year of Self-Care. Nice, 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 nice. So it's been really good having you, Dr. Shaw. Um, I thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today about mental health. I look forward to speaking and working with you in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Well, that's all, folks. Um, Dr. Shaw left you how to locate her, how to get in contact with her. Um, So uh, we hope to see you all in our next chat. Um, If you guys are interested in learning more about A Woman Is, just please head over to awomanis.org to learn more about the nonprofit. And we look forward to chatting with you all soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Dr. Shaw.